Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of your somewhat weekly Buckbuster podcast where we talk about everything and anything hockey. Minus one person here today, but we're going to make it work. Hope you guys are having a great day, hope you guys had a good week, hope you guys will have a good rest of this brand new coming week, and we're going to get started here with Bobo and a couple pieces of information over there. Yeah, a couple things I found. One, kind of picking on Toronto. It's officially been over 20,000 days since their last Stanley Cup win. 20,000 days. 20,000. Yeah, I told these guys offline that Tom Brady is seeing more second-round action in his 22-year uh, 22 22-year career and the Maple Leafs have seen <coughs> since 1967. <laughs> One man has beaten how yeah. many players? Tom Trump? Brady was born, played played football for 22 seasons, went to 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them in the amount of time since the Toronto Maple Leafs have been to the Stanley Cup. Maybe Finals. maybe it was due to Tom Brady being born. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna ship Brady <coughs> until he retires. <laughs> um, That's not gonna change this year, Bobo. No, it's not. We'll the, the <laughs> main, the Maple Leafs are just the Maple Leafs. Oh, I know. Yeah. Toronto's Toronto, man. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I would joke for them uh, for them later on in the, in the episode. I do as well. So. Announced February 1st, the Florida Panthers have put up 74 goals in the month of January. Yeah, the, the, mo- the most in any calendar year by any team in the past 25 seasons. That's insane. That's, it's crazy. And, I mean, how many games did they, did they say how many games they played? Um, it was like twelve. They, they averaged like six goals a game or something. Like yeah, there's. I did not. I should have sent the link. And then the other one's kind of a hot take, and that's just will the NHL see its first sixty goal score since Steven Stamkos this season? And they're talking about Chris Kreider already has thirty three goals this season, followed by Leon Drysaddle at thirty one, or or uh, yeah, and Matthews with twenty nine. And again, it's, it is just Chris Kreider, as good of a player as he is, being the power forward that he is. I, I think he'll just plateau right around the 40-goal 40, 40 mark. Mm. I was going to say 50. I said we might see a 50, might see multiple 50-goal scores this season. Well, I'm I don't not, know if we'll see a 60. I'm not saying we won't see 50-goal scores because, you know, there are players out there who are doing phenomenal. OV, who, once mm-hmm. he gets out of the COVID, COVID protocol, yeah. will make it there. Matthews, mm-hmm. Leon, Connor, like, <laughs> those, those guys will. It just—I don't think Chris Kreider will. Yeah, you can you can even push Jake Gensel, who's who's been on fire as of recently, and can Brian, can mm-hmm. potentially potentially yeah. get there. Brian Rust if he can stay healthy. Yep. And then one other thing, Anaheim has announced a new general manager, and Pat. Verbeek? Is that how you say his last name? Verbeek? Verbeek? We'll just take it as it is, because, yeah. you know, Anaheim is just Anaheim. Yeah. So. <laughs> Without John Gibson, they're fucking losing it. Yeah, so yeah, we, we, well, they, they still are second in the division right now. Oh, I know. Or, no, they're, they're bought, never mind. I'm thinking of L.A., because yeah. I know L.A.'s been... L.A.'s been on fire. Uh, Literally and figuratively. I'm, I'm, I'm second-guessing myself. I'm, I'm sorry, L.A.'s second, Anaheim's third in the division. Okay, so they're not doing... I, I know the when John Gibson left the first season, they kind of shut down the tubes. And uh, just going, staying up in the, the coaches region, Peter Shirelli was interviewed by the Blackhawks as potentially taking the general manager position, which we all know how well Peter Shirelli did over in Edmonton. A lot of really genius trades he made over there. <laughs> One of the most notable one being, obviously, the Taylor Hall for Adam Larson trade. Top three worst trades in the history of existence. Like, it was... Then that's that's like an old four major sports. Like that was absolutely fucking dog, terrible. Dog water. One of the worst fucking trades ever, man. Like I don't know what they were thinking, what he was thinking. 
Obviously, he wasn't thinking, so. But. Yeah. Also coming out of the NHL, the NHL has announced the NHL Global, Se- Global Series will be returning next season with a couple preseason and regular season games in four different countries in Europe next season. Uh, this was announced in this past All-Star Weekend by Commissioner Bettman. They will hold them in Switzerland and Germany in preseason, and then in the regular season they will host games in Finland and the Czech Republic. Dates, times, and cities are not quite yet announced, but that is cool to finally see that we're going to be getting that back. Mm. Eventually. It, it's been, what, when was the last time we actually had 2019? that? 2019? That's think so. pre-COVID. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because I, I think right <laughs> after COVID so hit. I think it was yeah, Vancouver well, I, and somebody else played a game well, up just, in China. Yeah. A preseason well, game up in China. Vancouver and I can't remember who else it was. But I know it was a preseason uh, game. It was Vancouver and somebody. Well, because I remember we talked about this. We were going to go out and do something for it, and it was randomly postponed because what was now COVID, there was some disease that broke out in China nobody knew about. And they were like, yeah, to be safe, we're just going to keep everybody where they are. Also announced the 2023 NHL Winter Classic will be played for the now second time at Fenway Park. So Boston, obviously the Bruins are going to be hosting that. Who they will be playing, I guess we'll find that out. I, in the I, later future. I saw somewhere on social media where since a, a Boston-owned group now technically owns Penguins or, or part of the Penguins, yeah, I saw that. They should, you know, they're going to kind of lean towards a, a, a black and gold kind of matchup where the, the, be cool. where Beantown will host the Penguins. That'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be so I'd like to see the Penguins play another one. I'd like to, um, another jersey. I'd like to see to add to all of our collections because we've all been get, getting getting higher in our collection here as of recently. Um. I, I feel like fueling our addiction is more of a, a better term for so. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle, for getting the most of us. You, after I go back, included. yeah. After I go back to work, I'm gonna have to start snagging jerseys. Yeah. One, one more thing here before we, gentlemen. There's been a couple of big names tossed up in the potential uh, trade deadline, trade block, coming up here within the next month or so. Some of the bigger names, including Claude Giroux, Marc Andre Fleury, Thomas Hurdle. Phil Kessel, Joe Pavelski, and John Klingberg are all are all headliners in the trade rumors and discussions. That is via Dan Rosen of NHL Insider on the NHL app. But yeah, those are some big names there for potential any anybody you know anybody would be glad to get any one of those guys even just resigning them. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, resigning won't come until obviously into the season. Well, tech, yeah. technically, they could do a con- <coughs> they could do a contract extension with their new team once we get they get there, just depending on the salary cap. We've mm-hmm. seen teams do it before, but you know, it's just retaining on that set on their original team. Yeah. Yeah. All right, jumping into your Buckbuster injury report. Not a whole lot to report this week, obviously, due to the shortened week due to the NHL All Star Game, the All Star Break. But jumping into the Boston Bruins, Nick Foligno and Tuka Rask have both been put onto day-to-day status. <clears throat> Coming out of Buffalo, Casey Middlestat is currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of Calgary, Tyler Pitlick is in day-to-day status. Pitlick. Pitlick. Coming out of the Hurricanes of Carolina, Tego Teravainen is in day-to-day status. Coming out of Chicago, right back on that injury list he goes. Johnny Taze is on day-to-day status. Coming out of the Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, Alex Newhook, and Bowen Byram are all currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of Dallas, Joel Curvin... Curvin... 
Kivirna, I cannot 100 pronounce that last name. Take your time. Kivaranta and Braden Holtby day-to-day status. I'll mention to Jeffy right there for that pronunciation I tried to do. <laughs> I didn't know Jay was with this one <coughs> Excuse me. Coming out of Detroit, Simone Edvinson and Mick Letty both currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of Minnesota, Marcus Foligno and Matt Dumba both currently in day-to-day status. Uh, coming out of Montreal, Christian Dvorak has been put on injured reserve due to an upper body injury that happened as of Friday per the NHL media site. Uh, coming out of Nashville, Matt Benning is currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of the Manhattan New York Rangers, Philip Scheidel is currently in day-to-day status. Scheidel. Coming out of the Flyers, Wade Allison is in day-to-day status. As well as Joel Farabee and Patrick Brown are both in injured reserve. Farabee with an upper body injury. We'll still need time after the All-Star break before he can return to the lineup. Per Sam Charchitti of the Philly New Hockey Net reports. And Patrick Brown with a knee injury is expected to return shortly after this All-Star break. Sam, again, Sam Chicharelli of the Philly News, Philly Now Hockey Reports. Uh, coming out of Pittsburgh, Danton Heinen, still currently in day today status. Moving down to Seattle, Carson Soucy is in day-to-day status. <clears throat> coming out of Tampa Bay, Eric Cernak and Nikita Kucherov, both currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of Toronto, just Joseph Wall and Jake Muzzin, both currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of Vancouver, Tucker Pullman, currently in day-to-day status. Coming out of Vegas, Chandler Stephenson and Dylan Coughlin, both in injured reserved, as well as Zach Whitecloud being in day-to-day status. And finally, coming out of Washington, Vitek Vanesic is in day-to-day status, as well as Alexander Ovechkin being put on the IR due to COVID-19 protocol. But yep, that just about does it for your Buckbuster injury report. All right, and now... <clears throat> We'll, we'll jump into one of our two, I guess, main topics for this evening. Um, but to start, off, to start off, I know we didn't do our questions at the beginning of the podcast. I suggested we do it now, and now the boys will, oh, the boys will hopefully understand why I saved until now. Uh-oh. I know Kyle brought the, the on the trade block, Quadro. Obviously, with him being you know, team captain for the Metro Division team. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he will land up, assuming he gets traded by this year's trade deadline? And who do you think will be able to afford him the most out of set teams? I, I know the teams in the hunt are Vancouver, Arizona, and I'm gonna I'm drawing like a third on the third team. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Arizona. They def- Arizona could definitely use the help. I mean, he's he is one of the only Flyers that I have respect for, and I'd hate to see him go to a struggling team such as Arizona. Well, but Arizona man, needs all the help they can get at the moment. I mean, same, same I mean what is their help going to do? I mean, we'll be discussing this here very shortly. Kind of a small spoiler to what our, our topic is. But, I mean, um, so is Vancouver. I mean, yeah. Arizona's 8th in the Central, and uh, Vancouver's 7th in the, mm-hmm. in the Pacific right now. Like both both teams are struggling. I mean, but Vancouver has much better of a chance of climbing than Arizona does. Arizona has dug dug themselves such a deep hole, more even deeper of a hole than Buffalo did dug themselves into last season. Yeah, right. And that says something. <laughs> I mean, even even say, saying oh so, God. I mean Arizona Arizona in four to five games, they're eleven thirty four with uh, twenty six points. 
They're 13 points behind uh, 7th place Chicago. And Vancouver in 46 games played their 20, 20, and 6 at 46 points. Two points behind 6th place San Jose. Yeah. So like they, they have much better of a chance of climbing. That's what I'm saying. Maybe some, somebody like Claude Giroux. Sorry. Somebody sorry. like Claude Giroux is that one small piece that they could be missing in that top I mean, 6. I mean, right now, Vancouver is sitting 6 points out of a playoff spot. But Cal- oh, outside of playoff spot, which Calgary holds... But Calgary is as four games in hand. Okay. So virtually, uh, Vancouver needs to win <laughs> the next si- like six in a row. I Something mean, they, like they're going to have to win no, more I mean, than half of the next you know, 36 I mean, games. I think Vancouver yeah. would be a good spot. I mean, because you got to think of some of those players that they already have in that top six. Elias Peterson, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat. Like, he would fit in very, very well. And, uh, and some some of those being kind of closer to being getting to the that veteran age like Brock Besser and Bo Horvat, Les Pedersen I believe is only like his second or third season, but th- those two guys can definitely you know even though they're still on the other side learn from him because he's you know he's getting up there he's what thirty one thirty two he's old he's but, he's getting there right right around the same age as like Crosby and Ovechkin not as quite as old but but I I, I gotta agree with Kyle like bring Claude Drew bringing that veteran oh excuse me. <clears throat> That was uncomfortable. Uh, bringing that, that much-needed veteran experience to a young uh, Vancouver team. Mm. I mean, Claude Drew has been to one Stanley Cup final. Regardless, he's he lost in that final to Chicago. He can at least bring the experience, hey, this is how you get there. Now follow me, and I'll help you win. Yeah. When did the fight? Oh, that's, 2010, 2010. that's the that's year right. where that nobody saw that Patrick Kane game-winning goal go in the net. Oh, that was, yeah. I forgot in, that was Philly. In game six, uh, game six in Philly. Yeah, I forgot, oh, I forgot that game. I forgot that Philly was in that series. Yeah, so that's the only time he's made it to the Stanley Cup final. Okay. So he, he can definitely bring that veteran experience. He, he has spent the yeah. entirety of his career in Philadelphia mm-hmm. so far. Yes. No, yeah, his, his whole career. So. Yeah, his whole career. I said, I said that entire. I said the entirety. Of oh, his okay. I didn't. I heard mostly. Enti- I heard you say most. Enti- I, th- I think so. I started to, and then I, yeah. then I caught myself. I, yeah, I heard most, and so. Yeah, anyways, I, I definitely uh, think Vancouver would be. Yeah. Probably out of those two or three that you named, I think that'd be the best landing spot. Even if he would go to Calgary and be a part of the you know battle with Alberta when they play Edmonton, it was just one of those things where it's like I can see I, like Claude. like Claude Giroux going up against you know Drysaddle and McDavid on a regular basis. That'd be kind of fun to watch. As much as I would like to see that, I don't think it's a possibility. I, mean, I don't. I don't that's, think that's another team with a, pr- a pretty strong top six, being um, you know Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Sean Monahan. Mm. You know, it's another team that has a very solid three top six forwards that he could ma- very easily make fourth, e- even throw him into the third or fourth line on either one of either Va- Vancouver it, or Calgary. It, it, give, give those bottom six guys, you know, like over in Vancouver, Tucker Pullman. He got down there. He could teach him a couple things. It, it's just tough because you know the system, like Calgary's like how they play in their system is like a complete one eighty compared to Vancouver's system and how they play. Yeah. So I, I feel like if you're gonna kind of shove them into a a system, that that Vancouver system is gonna be much. Cal- much Calgary better. is doing. I still I still think Calgary is maybe just shy of a playoff spot if they have no, one. They're currently they, the wild card. Yeah, they are the second wild card yeah. spot. There are three points. Against, As I'm saying, uh, Vancouver yeah, definitely needs more help than Calgary does. I mean, Calgary mm-hmm. might try to go after him and be like, okay, we need that. We need that one extra guy, that one little ounce of confidence, or that one extra boost of morale to help us get that push and confirm a wild card mm. spot. Compared to where Vancouver might need a couple more different pieces, you know. Well, you know, it's Van- something we'll discuss here shortly. But yeah. All right, and then my second question: 
uh, obviously with the All-Star game, I, I saw, I, again, in a, in a group earlier, should these uh, like minor league teams have an All-Star game? That'd the AHL, ECHL, the OHL. Because like, the, the only time you get to see <coughs> these top prospects are in a game-time situation, 5v5, 4v4, okay. power... When, when, like, you know, obviously the NHL orders get to go off and, you know, show, just showboat. Whereas well, the, these guys can actually show their individual skills, so then you don't have to spend too much time bouncing arena well, to arena, you know, well, yeah, what scouting. I would, what I would do is, I'm going to go, like, yes or no. I'm, uh, you know, my yes part of this is you only the top prospects out of each of them. Take, like, te- take like 10 prospects out of each minor league. So there's like 30 people and do the same set of skills and that way you can have coaches, you know, coaches from around the NHL come and look to see what potential potential they have individually and let I them say have fun even, while they do it. You know, maybe not have their own specific all-star game, but invite the top prospects. That's what I did. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like a skill, skill competition. Kind of to how they did in 2020 where the women's had a little small, little quick game that showed off their skills. Like, you know, you know, they had Kendall Coyne Schofield come in and participate in the uh, the speed competition and only finished, what was it, like, half a second behind Connor McDavid that year. But, <laughs> fucking crazy. And McDavid finished, what, fifth this year? But yeah. Anyway, so. yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see them, even just let, give them a quick, just let them play one period, one quick 15-minute period, let them show off, you know, see, see, show them what they can do. Yeah. Be like, I don't know, be like AHL versus OHL or something, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that's where I was saying, like, don't even do a game, just do this, just add more skills. Instead of, because, you know, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them do a game, but it's not like the NHL where you kind of get to see everybody, you know, join together. You know, what? Should, I'm not saying it should be like a giant ass, you know, yeah, have obviously. their own, you know, invite like the top 10 prospects or something, do a quick five on five or a quick three on three. Yeah. You know, even just, do just like. Have, make, make some fun out of it, you know? Yeah. Well, even do, that's why I said like 10 prospects. There's the four, you know, major divisions of the minor, four major. You know, the minor leagues, the OHL, the AHL, the WQMJL, whatever the fuck it is. QMJHL and the ECHL. And the ECHL, yeah. So get top ten from each of those, you know, and, (coughs) you know. Excuse me, my God. Do your top ten players from each of those and, you know, do even do it in, like, a Canadian city or, you know, shit, we live in Erie, PA, Erie Otters. That would be kind of neat for the Otters to host something like that. Our other arena is not big enough, though. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, would you would would that many people show up to a minors game like a minor I, game like I that? I doubt it. So I, I, doubt I feel it. like something like the air insurance arena will be fine. I mean, air insurance can only fit what eighty five. Eighty five. Eighty five sitting, but uh, nine nine thousand with standing room. Yeah. yeah. So. But and that's just kind of where, you know, I said that'd be a lot of fun. Even do like a little tournament out of it, you know. Yeah. And. Play like what they all what the NHL does. They played one game in the morning, one game in the afternoon, and the finals were in the evening. So the first game, you know, they had a two three hours, got a new whole new crowd in, and then you know for whatever, like yeah, you know what I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then even add a couple of their own own skills, like instead of doing fastest skate or a harder shot, you know. Do something like, can you hit the crossbar? Give them 20 hockey pucks. See how many times they can ding the crossbar. That, you know. That'd be a cool, a cool challenge there. Yeah. See how many... A- accuracy. Or, I, make I, make I, that I, part of the accuracy mm-hmm. instead of trying to hit targets. See how many shots it takes you to hit all three bars. Yeah. You know. So, and that would be <clears> kind of <throat> fun for the minor guys to do. 
Because it's a heartbreak when it happens in real life, but when you're just, you it'd know. Get, it'd get fans that don't pay much attention to those minor leagues to, to see players such as, you know, Connor Lockhart, who's a big prospect right now, Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, all those big names down in the minors right now that haven't, so, haven't quite gotten their chance to show themselves in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saying, like, hey, I got to watch these guys <clears throat> in a skills competition back in, you know, yeah. 20, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So. And even, and, and, you know, watching them that can actually, you know, end up <clears throat> getting, for example, I don't know, oh, Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's head of operations, you know, Brian Burke is like, oh, man, I really liked how, you know, Shane Wright looked in that game. Let's let's give, mm-hmm. who ended up drafting Shane Wright? I can't remember, but um, let's, let's give him a call and see if we can, you know, trade yeah. to get him or, you know, call, oh, yeah. so, call Arizona and trade up to get their draft position so we can take him. Yeah. You know, or, because we want him because he impressed them that much, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what, could, I think it felt well, <clears throat> well down here in the Still City, so. Yeah, yeah well, and that's kind of why I'm saying maybe you can even do two events. One of them can just be for coaches and family. You can get all the coaches from the minor leagues. Like when I wrestled, like I wrestled in high school. This, I'm going to relate wrestling to like hockey. Like what can be for the scouts? Yes, exactly. The you know, they would have like Penn State wrestling coaches, Wisconsin wrestling, Ohio State, wherever. You know, and they'd look out for prospects, and they'd come talk to you after a wrestling match. Like, hey, I'm interested, you know. Here's my uh, – uh, give me your number. I'll call you in a few days. Let's talk. It would be one of the same things. Have scouts, coaches, all the – you know, they'll, they'll fill an arena. Yeah. And then get their friends, their close friends, their family from out of town. That way they can have some fun with their friends and their <coughs> family. And then do a second one, you know, same group of players, same – or different city, and just have it be – the All Star Show. Yeah. All right, now it's time to go over what actually happened this past weekend with the NHL All Star Game. Let's yeah. start with Friday, with the uh, the skills the competition. Skills, the skills, honestly, I like some of the new ones they added in. The the found face off champ was good. That was cool. And then what was the, the blackjack? Blackjack was oh, really cool. Or the blackjack one. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was new or not, but that was really cool. I think it was new just because it was based in Vegas. Yeah. And like the the the, the found face off champ and then the blackjack. I think it's only solely based out of Vegas. Yeah. Those were two of the ones I didn't get to see. I ended up having to leave early for yeah work related reasons, but yeah, I got to see the the first two three challenges, which were yeah. both pr- pretty cool to see. Yeah, harder shot was pretty impressive. We're gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Colin, take it away. All right, so we'll just go in the order of what you know, everybody was shown. Obviously, first competition was the fastest skater, which you know, well, Connor McDavid, you upset me, dude. You know, you, he he ended up taking fourth, even though he's supposed to be one of the fastest skaters in the league. Um, so we'll, we'll go from bottom to top at uh, 14 and a half seconds, or well, 14.559 seconds. In eighth place was the coke addict. I mean, if getting two sets off. <laughs> I'm not surprised. If you start that much coke, it would be fucking solid. So, sh- should we call him Cokey Cokey Coke? Not, you know, Kuni Kuni Ku? No, that's not not even the same player. I know. Uh, seventh place is Dur- Dylan Larkin at 14.116 seconds. Which, it's kind of upsetting, but at the same point, it's Dylan Larkin. But then again, yeah. he's not show- he's not showcased for his, his you know, yeah. speed. Uh, he's yeah. showcased for more of his goals, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, sixth place is uh, Kyle Connor at 13.851 seconds. Uh, fifth is Kale McCarr at 13.834 seconds. I said it right this time. Just... <laughs> That's why you're celebrating. <laughs> Listen, Jeffy isn't here to bring me down, so it's okay. Uh, fourth place, like I said before, 
Uh, Connor McJesus himself at 13.69 seconds. Uh, top three, Chris Kreider at 13.664 seconds, barely edging out Connor McJesus. Uh, Adrian Kempe at 13.585 seconds. And the winner this year, Jordan Cairo at 13.550 seconds. Wow. It was nice to finally see a new, a new champion in that one. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, next up was the, uh, the save streak from the, uh, the goalies. Obviously, two goalies from every division represented their division. Uh, first up was the Atlantic. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I first in first place was the Atlantic Division. Uh, eight, uh, Campbell from Toronto and Vasilevsky from Tampa with nine save streak. Second place is uh, the Central. Minnesota uh, Talbot from Minnesota and UC Soros from Nashville uh, had uh, the best one was five. Third place was the Pacific Vancouver's Demko and Anaheim's Gibson with three. And last. But certainly least, the Metros, Anderson, and Jari with two. 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 Great. Yeah, great. Great great representation from the, the Metro there. And Metro ended up uh, winning it all. Winning the whole thing, so. Yeah. All right. Going Metro. <clears throat> uh, third play, uh, the third event was that, that one of the newer ones we were just talking about, the Family Faceoff Champs. Uh, that was... If I remember correctly, that was the five cups, right? Well, the four cups to begin with. And the net. Well, the four cups including that. The fifth, the fifth event, the final two was uh, the four cups, not including the net. Oh. They they added that fifth cup in for okay. the final two. Okay. So coming out of the first round, uh, Huberto took eighth place at almost forty seconds. Uh, then Everly took seventh. Uh, sixth place was more. Oh. Uh, Vegas's captain Mark Stone. Fifth place is Nick Suzuki. Oh, sorry, no, Nick Suzuki's fourth place. Fifth place was Claude Giroux. Fourth place... Uh, I said fourth place already. I'm fucking stupid. Uh, third place was actually the, the, the female USA representative. I'm not, I'm not even going to say her well, first last name, but her second one is Davison. You'll, you'll see it right there. I'm not even going to attempt it. Lamaroux? Yeah, I, 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 I forgot how, how they were able to pronounce it. Lamaru, and so... Oh, okay, so yeah, sorry, yeah. I kind of got lost. Lamaru Davison, I think. Lamaru, yeah. All right, and then... Uh, Exiting the, uh, the first... I'll make it to the, the finals was... Uh, Yossi, who was first, and Wierenski, was, which was second. But Wierenski actually ended up winning the whole thing over yeah. Yossi. Yep. So... Yeah, he literally... If I remember correctly, I think his time was like 16 seconds. Shorter than that. His first attempt was fifteen point one six one. His second attempt, which was, which was the winner, was twenty five point six three four. Yeah. You'll see his first uh, attempt was eleven point eight five five. His second attempt was at forty seven point three four two seconds. Thirty second fucking gap. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous, but. Yeah. So basically, to say the least, Wrensky smoked him in that that oh, final round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, Colin and I were, we, we literally, we got up, grabbed a beer, by the time we grabbed, by the time I came back from grabbing a beer, the next two was up already, and he's like, Bobo, holy shit, you missed it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty damn fast. It was, so. like. Alright, uh, next up was the hardest shot, which, you know, we all know the record from Big Z, 108.2. Mm-hmm. It was Not almost far. broken last no. night. Not quite. It was like no, half a mile off. Half a no, mile. No? Not even close. I thought it was like 107 something. No. Okay. 
Uh, fourth place is Meyer at one uh, 100.1 miles per hour. Third place was Tom Wilson at 101.1. Uh, Pellick took second at 102.2. Hedman was 103.2. Uh, okay. So he was like five miles per hour off. <clears throat> I saw a 107 somewhere. That must have been Big Z's then. I must have back, back in the day. Yeah, I must have mistaken that for a record. I was like, holy fuck. Fun fact, Big Z was invited to be like a, like a guest in that, but he did decline. Really? Yeah, just rest up because yeah. with how old he is, like he, he wants to rest up for the, mm-hmm. the second half push here, so, yeah. which I completely understand. Well, and the second half is also the big grind year for most teams. Yeah, the, the playoff push. The much. playoff push, yeah, the grind of playoffs. Yeah. All right. Next up was the Breakaway Challenge, which I was questionable about the winner, just because, you know, yeah. they're biased, and the, the quote-unquote winner yeah. was a Vegas player. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to say it how it is, how I wrote it down. Uh, Kaprizov took fifth place at 47 points. Dabrinkit took fourth at 54 points. Segrist had 58 points for a third-place finish. Jack Hughes had 59 points for a second-place finish. And Petrangelo had 64 points for a Questionable first place finish. Yeah, yeah I, I, Zegers, I don't know how he didn't win with that fucking blindfolded yeah. spinorama. Like, I think that was the, insane. I don't know who the woman guest was, but she gave him like a six for that blindfolded shot. Yeah, there a six were tens. There was tens across the board, and there, there was a six, and that's there, what screwed him. There's three tens, a nine, and a six. A nine and a six. Yeah. Like, how, how do you give that a six? Like, are you? Like, give him at least a nine. I think. So. I, I or at least an eight, well, not a six. It honestly got me thinking. Um, it got me thinking about it. Not that he's an NHL player, but I wonder if she was like, "Oh, he can see through that. That's why it's not." "Quote unquote impressive." Yes, he's blindfolded, but when you think about it, when it's that tight around your eyes, you can see through the fiber. Even if you can see through it, like it's not—it's still going to impair, impair your vision to a certain extent. Yeah, still though. Maybe she was and like, the, "Oh, the lights he can... were dimmed too, weren't they? The it wasn't yeah. like fully lit, like a, like an actual dim- yeah. So yeah, I mean, but it was just one of those things that what ran through my mind. It's like, oh, it's like at, at that point, why don't you do the same exact thing? Yeah, yeah. See I'd how you impaired you when you're one. You're not going to know what the goalie's going to be doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would have been completely different if the goalie was blindfolded as well, but if Zegers was the only one blindfolded, then that's, in, that's was pretty impressive impre- as yeah. hell. Oh, yeah. I was, I was expecting that, half expecting him to pull up the fucking Michigan blindfolded. <laughs> I, I wish, too. And that's what the commentator said, too. The commentator was like, I bet you any money he's going to do in Michigan while he's blindfolded and take the sweep. And at the same point, you know, there are objects thrown at him. Regardless of whether they were foam balls or not, like, they were being thrown at him. Like, they yeah. throw anybody off. Well, he wasn't even aware that that was going to happen, was he? Or was he... I'm sure he that planned part of, it. like, his, his act? I, I don't I'm know. I'm sure he planned it, because notice how they threw him around him, not, like, you know, they threw it to where he can still skate and score, but not to the point where it interfered the puck or interfered he with might have, He might have been like, hey, throw him at me, but don't tell him when you're going to throw him. Yeah. You know? Don't hit me, throw, you know, throw, throw him around me. me but yes, you... throw around me, not at me. Yeah. Like how you get friend-zoned. All right, moving on. Um, after good friend zone, obviously most people got drink and have a uh, payback. Jack, obviously that was that was the sixth competition. That was, good, that was pretty smooth. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you that one. I'm gonna give you that one. Back Jack was obviously the sixth competition in this uh, between Steven Samkos, Austin Matthews, uh, Pavelski, uh, Brady Kachuk, and Nazem Kadri. Kadri uh, ended up taking last place. Tied for third place was Matthews and Brady Kachuk, and uh, Pavelski actually took home the winner. 
And the, and the tiebreaker at the end against Sam Kelsey. That was so. crazy. That tiebreaker was absolutely crazy. Yeah, whoever got the highest card won, which uh, Pavelski ended up getting a queen, and Sam Coast ended up... <clears throat> Got it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Pavelski got an ace and a queen. Stamkos got an ace and a four. Yeah. So, regardless, that... Still. That went on, what, seven rounds? Because I kept fucking tying? <laughs> well, no, because... Well... Because, it, like... It's, it's, it went down to them, too, and I did it again. And within three well, shots, they all hit 21. It went on again. And then they were just like, all well, right. Well, like, Pavelski only took two shots and got the blackjack. Mm-hmm. Matthews took four shots to cut the back, but Jack, but ended up taking fourth because a uh, third because right. he took. Oh, excuse me. Ended up taking uh, four shots instead of you know. Okay. Um, and then I I think what, what the tiebreaker was since they both got the ace, whoever got the highest card next, which there weren't any aces left on the board. Yeah. So Bavelski got it with the queen, whereas you know Stamkos only got the four. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Last one is the accuracy of shooting. Um, I'm kind of upset because Leon Dreisaitl took eighth place. Uh, Fun fact, they were planning, they originally wanted to use Tomlinson's face as the targets, but they didn't. Yeah, which I'm kind of, because I I feel like everybody would have hit him right away. Dude, I love how every time Wilson got on the ice, they ever everybody booed. That would have been just like, they would have shot four pokes at once, and they all would have gone... So, and in seventh place was uh, Jonathan Marshall. So, sixth was Bergeron. Fifth. For some reason, I have two fifths in here. <laughs> so, from everybody up for position, fifth place was Keller. Uh, I'm sorry, sixth place was Keller. Fifth place was Goudreau. Fourth was Dahlien. Third, third was Terry. Second was Jake Gitzel. And first place was Sebastian Ajo from the Carolina Hurricanes. We gotta specify that one because <laughs> there are two Sebastian Ajos in the league. So and it's the Carolina still, Hurricanes. That still Sebastian blows. My, that still blows my mind. <laughs> Move this. All right, we're gonna do something a little bit different. So, and this is goes out to one of my good buddies. His name is Logan. Him and I were talking the other night watching the Edmonton Oilers game. And we said, when we were talking about the Oilers-Dallas Stars game and where the Dallas Stars were kind of struggling, and we were saying, okay, what would help them be a better team? We said offense, defense, goaltending, young players, and that's kind of where this next topic comes in. So we're going to run down the list and go through each division and each team, and we're just going to go real quick what we think will help this what, what team. What that team's what base that, yes. lead is to become a better team. Yes. So yeah, we're going to go through each division, <clears throat> uh, go from bottom to top of each division and say, okay, here we go. So, we're starting with the Pacific, the bottom seated baby team, the Seattle Kraken. I just had a whole roster rebuild yeah, at this point. Literally. They, they, need a, they need them all gone. I, I just said experience. I just, it's hard to tell what, if, they, if they're going to end up being a good team with only them being a, being a team for four months now. So I, I just said they need experience. Well, looking at that, like... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, most of their players themselves have experience. They don't have experience with each other. Well, you can make the valid argument with Vegas. I mean, through... I think through 34 games, Vegas was 24-10. and 10. Seattle was 10-24. and 24. Yeah. So they're... still that good in their first, 20, their first 34 games? Yeah. 
Even with all those goaltender injuries they had, they, they were still, they were still, still they, that good. Because they had the skaters to back their goaltender mm. problems up. Yeah. So they're, they're, they don't have, now they don't have the skaters to back up their good goaltenders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or good goaltender. I mean, I mean, Drager isn't doing. Oh, I'm I'm thinking you're talking about Vegas. Awful. I'm sorry. No, but no, they 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 just don't have. So I, I feel like they just need to back <laughs> back it up in front of them. Yeah. I'm not saying even, the players are bad. Just yeah. they're not. Well, I would even start in the offense. I'd start with you know, your you know maybe get a get a couple fresh wingers or a couple fresh centers in the draft this year, and you know have them play with a couple of the big dogs. See how they do. Give them a little confidence booster. Yeah, I I would say start with the blue line because like their number one defenseman yeah. is Mark Giordano. But after after the GL, like there's there's quite a bit of drop in skill. Yeah, in, mm-hmm. in my in my pretty in our predictions in the uh, first episode of this or second episode of the season, um, I pretty much I thought, I'm pretty sure I had predicted Seattle going like fifth or sixth, just missing a playoff spot. But it looks like they're gonna end up a lot lower than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How they're playing. Uh, but well, who do you have? Like, what do you say for? Do you go over for Seattle? Oh, you you spit it out. That's right. Uh, yeah, I said mine already. All right. Uh, next up is the seventh-placed Vancouver Canucks. I just said depth. Yeah. Because their bottom I six agree. forwards kind of lackluster. I mean, their top six aren't experienced, but they have the skill enough to kind of back their shit up. So yeah, absolutely. They, they just need the depth. I, I said that they got to get a more solid of a p- penalty kill. They're currently dead last in the league with a 69.9% on the penalty kill, which means seven out of three out of ten times they get scored on. Wow. On, on the penalty kill. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> That's no bueno. Yeah. So I'm even going to take it a step forward and just say, like, you know, defense instead of depth. I'm going to go defense. Um, yeah, honestly, behind um, Quinn Hughes, they don't have much. Yeah. And that's where I think they struggle the most, especially in power plays or killing a power play. Yeah. And it's just if you have that depth and defense. And I knew I saw a stat that they, they were bad, but I didn't realize that they were literally dead last in the league for the penalty kill. <laughs> that's, that's crazy how bad they are. All right. I if I saw correctly, I think they're only like 24th in the power play, too. Like they're not very good in the power play, either. So let's say but, special teams in general, they need help in. But start with the penalty kill, because like, the power play you can work on over time, just the mm-hmm. penalty kill. Once you put up, you know, two or three goals at, at a league like this, that's where you kind of get yeah. fucked yeah. over. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, next up is the sixth-placed San Jose Sharks. I've said about forward depth. Again. Uh, yeah, offense. Offense for San Jose. I actually said the complete opposite. I said trade Eric Carlson and get some younger talent on the blue line. Yeah? With Eric Carlson getting up there in age, pushing with 30. Two thirty-three at this point. I think so. <clears throat> Ever since he left Ottawa, his his production numbers just dropped. His off. his first year in San Jose, I think it was his only good year over there, and then ever since then he just hasn't he hasn't been Eric Carlson since. Yeah, Eric Carlson is currently thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, that was, that was close. I said what thirty-two. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. All right. That's, that's all I have for them. Uh, so for the Oilers in fifth place, I just said support for Connor and Leon. Yeah. Because, like, after Connor and Leon, the next one is, you know, Nugent Hopkins. And, yeah. I mean, he, he's okay, but like, he, yeah. he's he's not a good solid number three. I, well, I said something similar. I said they need to build some chemistry outside of McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah. Some, well, se- they need some second, some of those second liners need to get, gain some chemistry. And uh, Outside the top three, like, who, who's, who's on that top line? Is it Yamamoto's on that top line? Uh, Pooley Arby. Is it Pooley Arby? Yeah, Pooley Arby. The second line consists of Yamamoto, uh, Nugent Hopkins. Nugent Hopkins. And even. 
even those two, like, they're okay, but, like, they're they're not a second-line pairing. No. Yeah. Well, and I was even going to say, you know, get him a, another get them another winger, a strong winger, like a veteran winger who can feed them. That's their biggest problem right now is they're the only two making production. They're the only two feeding pucks. They're the only, they feed pucks to each other and they get each other assists for goals. And not I, a lot of people in the league have that one-two punch combo yeah, like that. So those two, McDavid and Dreisaitl together have more, com, more points than full teams combined yes, right now. Yes, I know. And McDavid's that's scary. Yeah. Dreisaitl has about 60-something. Something. And that's just crazy. <clears throat> if you can get another, like, veteran, you know, say for an example, shit sh- goes down the drain with, like, Jake and Big. I hate to say it, but it's hockey. Anything can happen. <coughs> Jake and Big goes out with Edmonton, and he's on that same line with McDavid and Dreisaitl. You, you know, they would Jake, be oh, fucking on. Oh, they he, would be fucking unstoppable. You, you know, Jake and Big has the skill, the speed. He has the shot to where exactly. Like, like he, he now, might not be able to keep up with you know Connor with how fast he is, but, like, but his shot from like yeah, I just Connor McDavid play like. Well, and with that being said, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, now you have a little bit more production in your business. You have the next, you have that extra person to feed the puck. If, I mean, if, you, you can you can even go to the other side of Crosby and say throw Brian Rust over there. Yeah, exactly. You know, you still have that firepower where if McDavid or Drysaddle aren't open. You know, he can be waving his hockey stick over here. Hey, look at me! I'm wide open. That's a, that's a legal move in hockey. Yeah, totally. Fine, he's going to throw his glove up there and get attention. Waving the fucking surrender flag. <laughs> hey, I'm done. I'm paying for the Oilers. I'm done. I, I'm not going to win another cup again. I mean, that's technically Toronto. Uh, that's, you damn know. it. Beat me. Fuck. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> Speaking of not winning another cup again, fourth place Calgary Flames. Oh, shots fired. Oh, man. Calgary. Part three, I'm going to go Calgary. I'm going to go defense. I also said defense. Mm. I, I, all I really said is they need to find a way to continue to win consistently. They need the team. They don't have team chemistry, just like <laughs> the Oilers. There's been more of the same thing this season. Like they'll win four games, but then they'll lose four games. Yeah. They'll win three, then they'll lose four. They'll yeah. win well, six, then well, they'll lose four. Okay, games. let me ask you this: Is that a goaltender problem or is that no, a defensive it's, problem? It's a defense because Mark, Mar- yeah, Mar- Markstrom has been doing phenomenal. I, think, I know. Sure, he if has. I'm not mistaken, Markstrom is currently top three in the league for safe for safe percentage. I think he, he, he is top three. It's it's a blue line problem, and like yeah. the. Both Markstrom and whoever the backup is out there, they've been doing fucking fantastic. That's why they're top of the league the first quarter of the yeah, fucking season. Yeah, could Markstrom is currently fourth in goals against at a 2.20. And wow. he's a little bit lower in save percentage at eighth with a .923 tied to Trish and top ten in the league. Still. Yeah, it's more of a defense problem than a goaltender problem. So you te- te- some... technically say out of 60-something goaltenders being in the top ten. Yeah. That's top, pretty damn top good. Eighth, it makes, it especially makes it so have, better. Yes, so. especially having, you know, two goalies in the top ten. You know, it might even be an offensive problem too. They're just not getting the pucks on that. Yeah. The offense is okay. They're they're good at offense. It's the blue line. At the same time, he does also lead the league in shutouts at seven. Wow. Close so, behind him is Jack Campbell and Ilya Sorokin at four. So therefore, you you need a you need a solid blue line to back him up because like he'll he'll bail you out when you when he needs to. But yeah, like, exactly. He's not going to be able to like any any goaltender league. He can only do so much. Yeah. So, oh, so absolutely. Seven, seven of his seventeen wins have been shutouts, which is great. Wow. So, for sure. All right. Great things for fantasy in me this season. <laughs> One of my main reasons I've been All have, right. a, have a couple wins here. So third uh, third place <clears throat> is the Anaheim Ducks. The Quackers. Um. Again, forward depth behind, you know, mm-hmm. an aging Getzloff, aging Henrik, 
Like, you're not going to have those two guys forever. I, I, I said well, more new or veteran leadership. Yeah. Probably both those guys to well, leave pretty shortly. Well, younger veteran experience. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and it's funny because, you know, Henrik and Getzloff kind of remind me of that McDavid Dreisaitl. No. Again, no. they're the two. No? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, granted. I must I, be thinking granted, of another forward for Anaheim then. But. Granted, Getzloff has, you know, that one cup under his belt. Henrik doesn't have any, but like. Well, I was still, saying, I was saying they're, you know, feeding the puck. Their main source of puck feeds come from one of them, too. Just like McDavid and Dreisaitl at Edmonton. Yeah, like, like Anaheim, Sonny Milano, Troy Terry, and Trevor Zegers all have that chemistry. They need something like that up on the first line with, yeah. with some veteran leadership. Mm hmm. Rather than letting well, twenty year olds run the team. If you can put all right, let's spin this around. If everybody were to go on free agent tomorrow, all right, NHL just goes blank, everyone's a free agent, and you need that leadership, who are you picking up? First pick. Going over to Anaheim? Going to Anaheim. If you need I think that's where you could bring in the Claude Giroux argument. Throw him over there. Definitely he's definitely had had the experience, he knows what he's doing. Definitely can, you know, has had experience in being a team captain for what eight or nine years now. Which can has that experience to prove that he can be a leader and show show those guys what's up. You know, even if he said third line center, like that still you know says something. Having somebody who's as as skilled and as knowledgeable on your third or fourth line will carry you that extra step or the extra mile or the extra round. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess that means Toronto will need to be up. But uh, moving, um, uh, second place is the, uh, the third and final Cali team, Los Angeles. Uh, I just said inject the youth into the lineup because mm -hmm. they have a lot of older guys in the lineup, but they need to kind of counterbalance that with some youth to to oh, show I the way to the The LA Kings remind me of the Grateful Dead. They're all a bunch of old heads. I, I said they need to choose a consistent number one goaltender. I'm yeah. not mistaken, Quick and Pedersen have pretty much split 50, 50, a good majority yeah. of the starts. Cal has started to pick up a little more responsibility. As of recently, yeah. he's been getting more and more. But they, they need to choose between one of those two yeah. and who's going to be the, yeah. the number one goaltender, especially if they're going to be making a playoff push and making a playoff run. Yeah. Who's going to be that number one goaltender for the playoff? Yeah. And they need to choose I one mean, now. <laughs> Pedersen's, or, yeah, Pedersen's been doing a good job with that. But I don't know. And this might be, honestly, might be Jonathan's best year. He, yeah. Twix, he's, yeah. His best year he has had in, in a quite, while. quite some yeah. time, probably since the, I'd say that since their last cup run. Mm -hmm. That was what early in the night. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, for some reason I was thinking the nineties, but that was their that's when they won it. <clears throat> All right, and then the first place team is the Vegas Golden Knights. Not a shocker. Mm -hmm. I just said goaltending help. Yeah. Versus uh, against mm -hmm. Robert Nunder. Yep. Like once he, like, assuming he goes back out on injury reserve. Yeah. Well, who who's there to be consistent and to pick yeah, up the well, number number one spot? And I know we brought this up a few episodes ago <clears throat> about Toronto, and I I think what they should do is draft a young goalie, right out right at the gate, like their first maybe second round pick goalie. Have Leonard train him, and he'll be the backup. Start him in a game or two just to see how he does under pressure. You know, so if he does great, if he lets two goals in out of like a 85 shot game, that's pretty damn good for a rookie. Have him start in the early season when everybody's still exactly. rusty. Exactly, and just see how he does under the pressure, and then you have I. Well, then you have a winner. And it'd be, it'd be that like, next story, kind of like the Marc-Andre Fleury, Matt Murray story, you know? Yeah, exactly. They go all the way, they win a cup, Wayner hands that cup off to exactly. him, be like, this is your team now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, no, I'm official passing the torch. What the Penguins did back in 2017, you know? Yeah, Fleury, literally. Fleury yeah. got it first, 
and then he passed. He went. He skated straight over to Murray. He, yeah. he was like, "This is your team now." Exactly. Was he, that's, was that pretty much at that point where he it was almost confirmed. He pretty much knew he was going to Vegas. Yeah. That's the unofficial passing <coughs> of the torch. Yeah. Which Even, uh, exactly. Know, I, the the post game interview, Murphy, he goes, "That's probably one of the most special moments he had ever shared with anybody in the, his, the history of his life." You yeah. Know? You know, just get, get, having having the one of the greatest goaltenders of all time hand you the Stanley Cup. It's an honor. Oh, man, like regardless of whether you could be a player or not, remember, imagine if you were like, you know, you got some for some reason got the chance to be out on that ice after they won. You know, well, you remember Sidney Crosby skid over to you and hand you the fucking Stanley Cup. Well, remember back in 2018 when the St. Louis Blues won their Stanley Cup. 2019. Nineteen, sorry, nineteen. Oh, that's crazy because Capitals won it. Yeah. But back in nineteen. Uh, Pareko befriended this uh, a little girl who was a cancer patient, um, and like that, she was the reason why why they drove like they they went, went all the way and won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's because of her. They wanted to win for her. And after Pareko lifted the cup, he skated over to her, and she was able to lift the cup for some of the other players in the ice. Yeah, which uh, that was by far one of the most special things. Yeah. But, like, oh, hell yeah! I've seen that. Yeah. So. So you guys agree with me. I mean, another one of the man was T.G. Oshie getting emotional talking about his dad when they, after they won that cup. Mm. Yeah, back in 18 in oh. Vegas. Yeah, they're, just, they're just some big old special just, just talking about how he has dementia, and he goes, he doesn't remember much, but I can tell you for sure, he sure as hell going to remember this one. Like, special, special moments in hockey, man. I mean, it's it happens in all sports, but ho- hockey, you get a lot of those. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A lot of, a lot of those feel-good moments. Okay. All right, uh, let's bump over the central. Eighth place, shock me, Arizona. They just need everything. Yeah. I literally, I literally put, do I have to pick just one? Relocate. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Winnipeg where you belong. All right. Well, that was easy. Seventh place, Chicago. I put defense and goaltending. Yeah. As much as I love the flower, it's one of those things where he's definitely, you know, he's, he's doing somewhat decent with Chicago, but he doesn't have, you know, the defense are in front of them. I just put need to stay healthy, whether it be goaltenders in you know Lincoln and in Flurry, or it be up up front with Kirby Doc, Dylan Strom, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith. Even you know, Alex, Alex DeBrinket and Dylan Strom. Don't I said Strom? DeBrinket's one of DeBrinket and Kane have been the two that have been consistently yeah. healthy. I mean, Kane's yeah. even been fighting off a little bit here and there. But, but it, it's minor, minor enough to where he's been able to stay in the lineup. Yeah. If, they, if, they, if that top six can stay healthy, they can be one of the most dangerous yeah. teams in that division. Oh, hell yeah. That's they just and, can't stay healthy. And they can even, you know, go, kind of what I said with the goaltender thing, draft a couple young defense, you know, grab one or two rookie D, D-man out of the draft and same thing, you know, have them have Patty Kane kind of be like, here, this is, how, this is what you do. I've been doing this for years. You know, this is how I do it. It's kind of tough between, you know, defenseman and offenseman. Close enough. <laughs> it's in that Patrick Kane already plays for Chicago. I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on to the sixth place Winnipeg Jets. I'm surprised they're this low this year. Yeah, I really too. am. Well, I'm it's, gonna... it's their defense, which that's what I'm yeah. down Because, like, they yeah. have the offense. Well, who's they, their... have the goal, they have the goaltending in Hollowbuck, which, you oh my know, he's right. it's pretty similar. I said, again, for them, also penalty kill. They're 28th yeah. in the league at only 74%. So... You know, it's yeah. So when a D man goes in the in the penalty box, someone's gonna you know score well, a goal. Well, that's where you you gotta pick up you know two or th- like one or two good de- defensemen mm-hmm. over the next you know couple draft 
yeah. drafts and then even wall, if you trade, even if you have to make yeah, a few they got, trades. Yeah, Neil Pionk, they got. Um, I mean, Dustin Bufflin's departure definitely what didn't hit, didn't hit him very well. Uh, that was a big hit, big loss, a big hit for them. No yeah. pun intended, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on is the fifth place, Dallas Stars. I just said Ford's go. Really. Pretty much, uh, that's very similar to what I said. I said so they need some younger, quicker talent, especially in the top or in the bottom six. Um, yeah, the, the <coughs> top six is you know that that's it. Pavelski, uh, Ben, was Corey Perry. Katie Perry, um, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the top yeah. six is pretty solid. Robertson, Giryanov, they they just need some help in that bottom six. Yeah. Can't even go as far as you know, even say deep defensive wise too. You know. Yeah. Dallas is just they one of those teams. And they, that's honestly yeah. the only mentionable diff defenseman D- from, Dallas, from Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is just one of those teams where, you know, yeah, they have their years. This year is kind of one of their mediocre years where it's like, okay. One of their? Yes. Look I, at last year, Bobo. You're the only one who predicted last year that Dallas do shit and that you were right. Actually, no, you were the only one who predicted Dallas I was the only one. You guys all had him in the top five. I had him in the bottom I of the I think we all had him in the top three. I had, we him, had him at seventh, and I think that's exactly where they ended up finishing. Yeah. <laughs> we all, the, the four of us looked at you like you were fucking crazy. Uh, but we, it turns out that, you know. exact words were, anything can happen in this COVID season. We're like, you're, you're still fucking stupid. And then, and then uh, <laughs> they, they, turn, they finished turn, exactly where he placed them. Turn, turn around, and, you know, the four of us were fucking retarded. Yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, last year they last year they were on the struggle bus for sure. They, they pe- this pretty year, much damn near ex- 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 yeah, explained extinct. it exactly. He goes, I just feel like this is going to be one of their down years. And we're like, you're fucking stupid. Don't try that again. <laughs> try that and, again. You know, go. they're definitely on a pick-me-up. Don't get me wrong. They're not seventh. They're in fifth. That's a little bit better. I stepped in the right direction. Yeah. So maybe, you know, make some trades, get a fresh D-line in there, get a couple of fresh new offensive lines. And, you know, just because goaltending is good with Dallas. You know, you just literally you need get, your You got skaters. Ottinger, you got yeah. Holtby. You know, you, def- you definitely have some replacements for if somebody were to get injured. Yeah, so. yeah they, they definitely need, need, do need to pick up a couple extra stars to help push their uh, forward. All Mo- right. Uh, moving on uh, to uh, the, the most depressing place, the St. Louis Blues. So are you going to start singing us some blues about St. Louis then? No, but where, one place that does, definitely does give you the blues is their forward depth. Yeah. The forward depth? That's forward depth. Yeah. Behind O'Reilly, behind Tarasenko. There's nothing really else there. Well, well, yet again, well, yet you again. Pet, I was going to say you got Petra Angel, but then you got Petra Angel anymore. Well, yet again, Blues are... Now he's a defenseman on fucking Vegas, so... And yet, well, here's the thing. Yet again, Blues were down bottom barrel last year, too. And they're on another... Well, they were a playoff team, weren't they? But I think they, they were a playoff team. Were they? Wild card. Yeah. Okay, I thought they finished in, like, I thought they finished in, like, sixth last year. I think it was, what, Vegas that beat the shit out of them in the first round? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, I think so. they... Th- I'm pretty sure they swept them. Yeah. Well, still. Um, I, I said they just need to, to get in front of the puck. They're 22nd in the league right now against average shots per game. They av- they average giving up 32 and a half shots a game, which that's a lot of shots to be giving up every single game. Yeah. I feel bad for their fucking goaltenders. I mean, it's, yeah. it's funny, you know, giving up 35, 40 shots once every five, six games, but averaging every 32 game, per game, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's lot. a lot. That's just where your defense needs to step in. That's what that is. I, I, I pretty much, I guess you could say more defensive because, you know, that's more what they do. It's more their their, their job there to get in front of the puck Yeah, there. it's more their territory. 
All right, moving up to Minnesota in the third slot. I just had said ads go to the bottom six. Yeah. I, I said to let Kirill be more of a leader. He he's, he's yeah. definitely has the potential and proving that he can be one I, once I, the time comes. I, I'd give him another season just to actually experience a full season. Because like, yeah. his rookie season was that, that COVID-shortened season. So he hasn't truthfully experienced a full season. He does have the potential. I, I agree, yeah. Kyle. But give him a full NHL season. And I don't know Minnesota's lineup like you guys do, but even throw a couple other younger guys with Carell up front, up in the first line there, and have one of those things where he can be the leader of, like, he can be, like, their leader of the rookies. And watch that line develop like we did with Crosby and Rusty and, yeah. you know. They'll let him kind of have his own line. Yeah, they let him have his they own build, line. Build, build around Kaprizov Exactly. And then you can do that, that through each line. And then after the all three of these guys have experienced, break them off. And they have a leader for each of your three lines. Yeah. And then you have a stupid, solid offensive and defensive core. Because that's what happened, you know, when that, that first payoff run in 2016 for the Penguins. Yeah. They had three really good lines. And they other teams couldn't really match up with that. Because like, yeah. they had two solid defensive pairings. Yeah, it was what, Crosby, Gensel, and Rust. Well, no, it was the... Uh, was six, that, 16. 16 was Crosby, Rust, and Sheary. The second line was Malkin, and I forget who was two wingers. Kunitz and somebody I think else. Kunitz was in six. Uh, yeah, I think he's right. Malkin, Kunitz, uh, and then the third Fugle. line was the HBK line. But like mo- most teams can match oh up. God, I forgot about the Hagman, Benino, Kessel line. I forgot mo- about most that teams one. can match up against two lines yeah. at best, two lines. But having that third solid line in there that can actually produce. Good luck, man. That's yeah. that's what's going to help you push. Yeah. All right, moving on while Bobo's looking that up. Uh, what was that? Minnesota? Uh, Pittsburgh. That, yeah, right. Nashville Predators, second in the uh, central. I just said support Soros. He's a good enough goaltender. That's just pretty much exactly what I said. And then you need to find a replacement very soon here for Soros. Yeah, get get a backup, get him somewhat better uh, experience, and then once Soros ends up leaving, whether it's for another team or whether he retires, at least you have another goaltender to step in for the time being. Yeah. One season's fine. Like, what's happening now? Sorrows is good for one season, but get him a good backup to help him kind of show the way, yeah. and he's good. Uh, All right, and then moving on to the number one team in the Central is the Colorado Avalanche. I just said more playoff experience. Because they were, like, the closest they came was, what, the second round last year? I thought they went all the way to the third round in 16 or in 17. They might have. I just can't remember. Oh, that's what, I think that was Winnipeg. Okay. What did Vegas play in that third round? In, seven, in 18, sorry. I think it might have been. I think that might have been Winnipeg. Never mind. I, I know they got pretty far in either. I know Colorado got pretty far in either 18 or 19. One of the two. I can't remember. Right, but, I um, think I found... It's just, you know, more payoff experience. That's, that's, like, that's I said, the only... I said they need to have more physicality on defense. They have more of the, the, the puck handlers and the skill speed with McCarr and Bowen Byram. I, they need more. They need more physical defenders, rather than the, the speedy playmakers. Pick up a, a third pairing defenseman like an Ian Cole, because okay. you know he can be. You know he can be physical. He can be that stay at home oh, yeah. defenseman who's physical, but like. So I found two of them. One of them was Kunakel, Cullen, and Fur. Eric Fair, Eric yeah. Fair. Fair. Eric oh, Fair was on that second line, wasn't I, he? Yeah. I totally um, forgot about him. When Malkin, when Malkin was hurt, that's right. Another one I found: Sheary, Crosby, Haglin. Yeah. Sure, Crosby Haglin, then Fair, 
Malkin, Cohen, and then Kunako. the other one was Kunitz, Malkin, and Rusty. Yeah, you also forget. I think Scott uh, Wilson H- might have been in there. HBK yeah. line was one of them. The fourth line must have been like Scott then, Wilson. I don't remember. Hor- yeah, they had Horny. Four. Horny was in there as well. Horny, yeah, I can't yeah. remember too. Yeah, because they had out. Those those were the top ten yeah. for 2016, and the Penguins had four of them. All right, now moving on to the third division, the Atlantic. Shocker, Canadians last in the division. I just said defensemen and goaltenders because right now, Allen's out out on it with an injury, and Price is being priced right now. Price. Well, Price still hasn't played a game yet. And you just said Buffalo, though, didn't you? Montreal. I swear you just said Buffalo. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, no, the Canadians are eighth in the division. Defenseman, because Shea Weber's still out. He hasn't officially retired, but he still hasn't officially played the game. So is Price. Yeah, those two are literally exactly what I said. Goaltending, get Price back to being healthy in the defense. Just so. build, build around that. Yeah. Uh, outside, again, outside Shea Weber, you know, with him being out, who do they have? I mean, Carl Alsner, but I mean, yeah. he, he's, a, he's a good third-parent defenseman anywhere else. I mean, why, why do you think he was on the third pairing down in Washington? Yeah. He was good, but he wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, number, uh, seventh place, Ooh, Ottawa Senators. Senators. I, I legit wrote down, God save their souls. Yeah. Ottawa, <laughs> Did like, you really? to me. Look, God, God save their souls. Oh, my God. All right. I said, I said goaltending. I mean, memory isn't the answer. No, he's not. Well, he's not, the, well, here's not the other, near what they were hoping he was going to well, be over there. But here's the other problem. It's a lot of it is also Ottawa's defense. They have a real even all their lines for Ottawa are really shitty. Defensive. Matt Murray, when he was you know, Matt Murray's not that bad of a goaltender. I'll be honest. I'm gonna give him the credit he deserves. He's really not that bad of a goaltender. Does he, he fuck up a lot? Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't bad in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh had a good We had a good goal. offense and defense. In front of him. So yes. that's that's what made it's, him look so good. That's it's what the, that's what makes a good good goaltender yeah, a good goaltender. Yeah, I was. A good goaltender, a good goaltender is good defense or not, you're still stopping pucks no matter how many are coming yeah. at you. Well, and it's literally the same thing with, like, the Mark. A good, good goaltender shouldn't need a good defense in front of him. Well, and I, mean, it's, I, I guess we can't talk shit because none of us are NHL goaltenders. No. Obviously. Well, obviously. Okay. Or the sizes of one. Yeah. I'll be honest. This is one of those scenarios that remind me of the Flurry in Chicago. You know, Flurry rocked in Pittsburgh. He rocked with Vegas. Went to Chicago, and they're like, "Hey!" Yeah, they're they're like fucking Papagas out there. Exactly. They they all the all the college all the college kids were out with their togas, and they're like, "Oh my god, what is up?" I mean, I listen, Bowman. That's probably the most valid point you've made. Like, you're right. First proven to be a, a, a solid goaltender, but like. And then once teams. once you get with the shitty defense, the defense holds the goalie. The defense is the most important part of a team. You know that's why the sta- the saying is literally well, well, defense. Cam Talbot, who has also proven himself yeah. good on now three different Dude, teams: well, okay. Edmonton, Calgary, and now Minnesota. Or yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. I'll that, that that's, Minnesota. That's why uh, that's why they say literally defense wins games, because defense is the core. You help your goaltender by stopping uh, puck. Yeah. yeah, you help your goaltender yeah, by stopping. It's more football thing, but well, still. still. I mean, it's... You help in hockey. You help your goaltender. You know, worst case scenario, you sacrifice your body for a puck. That's one less goaltender you have to save. That might have went in the net. Yeah. And then on the other hand, because if you're a two-way defenseman, if you're coming up the ice and you see one of your wingers open, you're past the blue line. Boom! You just scored a goal. Who got the assist? A D-man. 
Alright, sixth place, as we were just talking about them, the Buffalo Sabres. I just said Skinner depth and experience. Build around Skinner. Yeah, I said they need to stay healthy, and also, what I said for Anaheim, they need to add some veteran leadership. The oldest person on that team is Skinner. Yeah. He's what, well, 29, 30? Yeah, he's like still you're the oldest player on your team at the age of 30, that says something. Yeah. Well, well, with Buffalo also being a very young team this year, it makes me wonder if they're just going to sprout. You know, this this season or next season may not be the answer. Maybe three or four seasons down the road, they come back and they start kicking ass. I'm gonna well, give them, I'm gonna give them three years to fully develop, so everybody can get the chemistry they need. Because it takes a little bit to build chemistry with everybody, especially in hockey. Yeah. And after you build that chemistry, and your chemistry is strong, you're gonna kick ass. You're gonna win games. You're gonna take names, and you're gonna kick ass. Yeah. All right, I'm moving over to Detroit, who's fifth in the Atlantic. Ooh, it's the highest they've been in about six years. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying uh, bottom nine fours. Working the bottom mm-hmm. nine because like past that that Larkin line, you don't really have much. I, I said they just need a more a more physical offense. Mm-hmm. Like they, most of their offenses are just a bunch of playmakers with well, Bertuzzi, Larkin, uh, well, Raymond. I, I feel like they, that that's where like you, you got to build more more skill around that bottom nine because yeah. like mm-hmm. that that can go for anything. That can be playmaking. That can be you know a grinder. That can be a power forward. Whatever whatever you want to assume. Yeah, honestly, that like they, I would. On paper, they have one of the best defenses in the league right now. Yeah, they, they got, just um, don't know how to Price use it. Mason, they got uh, Danny DeKaiser back. They got now, who, did, who else did they add in the uh, in the offseason? No, no, uh, they're a really good one that they had in the offseason. I can't, oh, his name is blanking now. Well, I can't think but, of his name. I know who you're talking, I can't think of his name. I can't remember. So, if I were Detroit, I'd maybe scramble around the D-line. I'd scramble around the defense, even scramble around the offense. Put the three wingers, you said, make them a captain of each of their lines and build your lines around those three yeah. centers. All right, so fourth place is the Boston Bruins. And they said a good backup goaltender. Because, mm. like, Tuca's coming back. He's not 100% right now. Yeah. And with Halak, I, Sadly, I don't ever see him getting back to where he was. Uh, and with Halak being either. gone over to Vancouver, like, there's you, you don't really have so much. They got, what, Swayman and Olmark right now? Yeah. yeah. Linus, and, Olmark, and I forget Swayman. And, and they're good, but like they don't have the experience that they need to, to fill in the, the skates or, or the pads. Mm-hmm. 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 Olmark definitely proved that he is worthy of a, a starting position with his couple years he had in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And with a very struggling Buffalo team, what he was able to accomplish over there, he's, he's proved that he's, with a good team, he can probably be be a starting goaltender for probably the remainder of his career. Yeah. He just needs that experience yeah. that, that he, every goaltender needs. Yeah, and he needs a fucking better team in front of him. Yeah, Boston, I, I said they just need a veteran defense. They have a very young defense. Yeah. Charlie McAvoy. Um, well, I'm really blanking with names tonight. But uh, McAvoy's pairing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really fucking blanking with names tonight. They, they have a very young defense. They need to get some leadership and veterans on that defensive floor. Yeah. All right, moving on to the third place, Toronto. Kyle, I, I, I feel like you have the same answer to me, or pretty similar. I said, hopefully somebody who can help them get out of the first round. Funny thing is, I didn't put anything specific. I literally put in quotations, Colin will say, get past the first round. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Heck yeah, Kyle, let's go, baby. That's literally what I wrote that purpose. I'm like, Colin's going to say, get past the first round. I mean, that's... No, no, you're right. You're fucking right. I mean, I don't know why they can't get out of the first round. Because it's Toronto. Well, yes. Uh, again, but, Toronto in the NHL is like Dallas of the NFL. I know. They choke. First round. I, my thought process is 
you know, coach puts too much pressure on them and they overthink. You know, because when you go to a big event like that, you have to, especially in hockey, there's so much shit going on. You have to leave your mind blank. Just, just go out and play. Exactly. Go out Don't and play. think. Yeah, exactly. Don't think. Literally. Just do what we've been doing all season. Exactly. Just play. And it's, I think, you know, maybe coach, maybe a teammate hypes them up a little too much, and they're like, yeah, I mean, oh, just, we got to go get this win. We got to get this dub. And the whole time they're thinking they're is, down 4 1. You just got to think of a quote that 2009 Game 7 Stanley Cup Finals, Pittsburgh Panthers, Detroit Red Wings, Mario Lemieux, owner of the team, sent out a text to each and every single player. He goes, Play your heart out. It's just another game. Win or lose, I'll see you at center ice. Yeah. And what ended up happening? Penguins. Penguins won. Win, win that game, in in one of the probably one of the greatest series in a long time. Mm. All right, second place, uh, the Champa Bay Lightning. I just said nothing. Yeah, they're solid. I I think get people healthy, but like mm. they're they're a good team without. You I know, said they, they need to improve on the PK too. I mean, they, with how good they are, they're I believe they're like they're like a bottom five, bottom six team on the, the penalty kill right now. Um, yeah. Well, other other well, than that, there's not much. Well, not much improvement that they really yeah. need. Yeah. Well, and the same thing with what Kyle going off what Kyle said, their team is like a literal chain. You take a link out of that chain, and shit goes down the drain. Yeah. And it's like, and that's everybody on Tampa. They all have that nice, big, solid, strong chain. But the minute one of those chains start to break or those they start to fray and crack and break, they're like, the whole fuck. Team's gonna come exactly. They're like, fuck, what do we do? Like we don't have The first any. six, seven games of the season when Bassie, Bassie was struggling, that whole team was struggling. You know? Yeah. And uh, moving on to the first place, Florida Panthers, very similar situation. I, all I said is they need to perform better on the road. Yeah. They, they have one of the worst road records in the league right now, but they're one of the best home records. I just said which is what, what is keeping them at the top of their division. I just said defensive help, really. Yeah. Because I, I don't. Think, they, I mean, you got Aaron Ekblad, you got Mackenzie Weger. I mean, you got there's still there is a lot of depth on that, on that yeah. defense. Yeah, but experience wise, like Ekblad's got your is your best bet. And, like, one guy, okay, he can do so much. How, how like, old would you say Ekblad is, by the way? Probably, like, late 20s, early 30s. He's only 26. That's another one that I saw there. I'm like, he's only 26? Uh, well, then again, <laughs> he was only, he was drafted back in, what, 16, 17? I think it was 15. 15. Still, like, he, he, he's gotten there to where... McDavid, so I think it was either, I think it was 16. It was either way, he, he, he's got good experience, but, like... He also needs some support for around him for being as young as he, as young as he is. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Now, last division, our favorite division, the Metropolitan. Uh, eighth place, the New Jersey Devils. I just said no help here. Abandon all hope. <laughs> I, of course you did. Abandon <laughs> all hope. Hey, that's why they said the devil went. Oh, that's Georgia, not Jersey. Damn it. The devil, devil went, went down, down to, to Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> He's looking for a soul to steal. He was looking for a player to steal. That's why they're not good. <laughs> He's looking for a team to steal. Yeah, that's why they're not good. there's nothing there, so he turned around and went back down again. Um, he went back up the field. <laughs> um, I, I, another one I said also, just some veteran leadership. Outside of Tatar and Subban, mm. that's like two oldest players. Like, they don't yeah. have a lot of... Subban? Yeah. They don't have a lot of older, you know, vet, experienced yeah. guys outside of those two. Yeah. That's about all they have, for experience-wise. Mm. That's that's about all I had for him. I mean, yeah. There, there's a lot that I could have listed. We could be here. Yeah. While. There's definitely. I'm just gonna go offensive core. Just they just need to like go off what Kyle said. You know, build a line around Sue Ben. Let him train all the young guys. I mean, you got Heisher, 
You got uh, Hughes. Well, but two of the three Hughes. Yeah, that's that's about about all they got. Jack and Ryan Hughes, right? Is it Ryan Hughes? Luke. Luke Hughes. Luke. Okay. All right, seventh place. Shit it off. I mean, Philadelphia Flyers. Did I say that? Oof. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I said goaltending. I also said yep. goaltending. I, I said Hart isn't the answer. No. And he's definitely Starting he had a good one or two years. And now we hit the past two or three. It's been absolutely it's been terrible. Down, yeah. So it, it could even be. I mean, Carter's not the best goaltender, but it could even be Philly's defense. You know, Philly, Philly's defense is very on and off. There's some days where they're on fire, they're on point, and they can they take fucking control. And then there's other nights where they kind of just, you know, don't play like you think that a defense would. I think that would be potentially like maybe even say Tuka Rask's final yeah. challenge, final final chance. Would go, go go take the starting position away in yeah. Philly. As much as I would hate to play Tuka Rask five, five, six times a year. But <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't even mind seeing Tuka in Philly because that might really help them. It really might. Or at least maybe get a veteran goaltender to train, like we've been saying all night. Get a veteran goaltender to help the I rookies. Hate Philadelphia, I'd, I'd want to see Tuka Rask succeed. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if it, it has to be Philly for him to do that, I might be okay, okay for at least temporarily. <laughs> comes to Philly Pittsburgh. With Philly having decent success for a sh- very short amount of time. <laughs> I mean, he could come to Pittsburgh, same colors. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on to the sixth-placed Islanders. I just a defense. Yeah, they got the offensive is, core. They've yeah. got two good goaltenders. Just the defense. Their defense is struggling. I said year. goaltending needs to stay healthy. As soon as Sorokin gets healthy, Barlamov goes down. Yeah. Barlamov get healthy, Sorokin will go down. I, and I also said even potentially even just replace Barlamov with somebody well, that can stay healthy. I was gonna. He is getting pretty old, isn't he? Yeah. He's thirty-five. I think I remember. I think he's like. In his, I think he's in his. Because uh, I, I remember he spent his time back. Thirty-three. In, yeah. Okay. He he spent his time in the 0809 season and made his starts a playoff start against yeah. the Penguins back then. Sorokin only being twenty six, he could very easily slide up and take that start full time yeah. starting position. And then even have, he's proven that he's worthy of it with well, the point, you, his what, incredible run against the Penguins last year. What you could even he, do. he was the main reason that the Islanders beat the Penguins last year, I think. Yeah. I mean, what you could even do is trade Verlama for a one season, you know, go to another team for one sign a one year contract. Get a goaltender, get a draft pick, pick up a fresh goaltender, and you have two sets of fresh legs in the aisles. And you have a great offensive core, a decent defensive core. You know, like we've been saying a lot, Isles' offense is a lot like the Fire's offense. They have their real solid moments, and then they have their real weak moments. And it's not moments, it's games. You know, they don't fuck up once or twice in the game. They either fuck up or they don't fuck up. All right, moving on to the fifth place, Columbus Blue Jackets. BJ's. Uh, I just said skater depth yeah. all around. We mentioned this, uh, I believe, early before when we did, did the under-24 uh, list or whatever, the, the over-30 over thirty of the under-24 team versus, I said consistently good goaltending when I made the joke that Merz Lincoln's, or was it Corpusalo, when I said he's I consistently was, yeah. inconsistent. I think it was Cor- uh, Corpusalo. Uh, no, nothing about it. I think it was Sansano, but either way. Of Washington, so a completely different team. But either way, yeah, they, they need consistently good mm. goaltending. <laughs> Funny thing is, for the fourth place Capitals, I actually put down consistent goaltending. I also definitely consistent yeah. goaltending, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as much as I dislike the Capitals, it's one of those things where they get good goaltending and they're going to another cup. Yeah. 
that's their only issue. They can get two decent goaltenders, and they're going to win a Stanley Cup. I, I bet they, you. They have one of the best one-two punches that you're with. Um, uh, hoping hoping Grubauer, Grubauer, yeah. yeah. I mean, I bet you guys any money. One of them leave, and they get a, another veteran goaltender next three years are winning a cup. I wouldn't say within the next three. You're saying all the next. All within the next. Years. Within the next three. Yeah, I could definitely. I could definitely see that. All right, moving on to the third. Uh, third place Pittsburgh Penguins. I just said good backup goaltender. Yeah, that's, that's also what I said. That's yeah, their biggest. <laughs> because said, they, they also need to play more physical or just play yeah. better altogether. In overtime. Yeah, they're not. They lead the league right now in overtime losses with eight. Yeah, so. and it doesn't help that Penguins aren't as physical as they used to be, and I've noticed that watching couple of games it's just one of those it's one of those real frustrating things where it's like you see the puck you see the hit it's like dude drop your fucking shoulder and take the puck and they just kind of fucking dilly dally with their hockey sticks and they're like oh i'm gonna just poke it out up underneath you and i'm like that doesn't do shit one of the laziest players on the panels that i've seen so far this season in overtime casper kapanen yep as much dude, as gets, dude gets the puck and he just slowly gags his way in. Yep. Like, dude, skate! Like, what are you doing? He just kind of just glides along. I know, takes I one know. stride and just glides along. Like, and get, then gets he, with and a And then net. he freaks. And then you see panic in his face when there's nobody. He's on a 1v1 and there's nobody fucking with him. And it's like, dude, you could have put the puck in the net, but you're taking your grand old time. All right. Um, moving on to the number two blue coats. I just said support the top six forwards. Yeah. Because they, they have a good, good solid top six. Yeah. And it's just yeah. building around them is where it's going to, you're, you're struggling. That's where the, and that's, all, I mean, I don't know how their defense is this year, if their defense is keeping up. <clears throat> they're, I mean, obviously they're keeping up if they're second in the fucking Metro. Well, still. I, I said give Panarin more, have, have let him be more of a leader. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind he kind of has been, but just he just kind of been that off balance kind of yeah, kind of off the border. So what looking for. you're off. saying you're saying just to like uh, lose. I can't think of a good word to describe, but just come in so, the out the out of mind leader that like nobody really sees him as a leader, but he kind of really has well, been. I said throw him on the pe- pe- on the penalty kill. You know, let him yeah. let him see what he can do in that penalty kill. So you're just saying to loosen the leash a little bit. Well, that's yeah, that's good. That's a good way to put it. All right, and the last team. First place, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I just said add people with you know, playoff experience because yeah. like the only person on that roster who has you know good experience, who is Stanley Cup experience, is their captain Jordan Stahl, yeah. who obviously won the one Stanley Cup back in two thousand nine in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, they kind of fall down now. Yeah. I, all I've really said about them is they need to get better people in their their AHL affiliates in the Charlotte Checkers. They yeah. don't have a lot of players that because a lot of the players that came from there are now playing for the oh, Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. they, they don't have the like, very talented Charlotte mm-hmm. Checkers down the team. That there's, but I mean, well, there's tre- the Checkers are I think sixth in their division. I saw they, they don't have a lot because most of them that most of the good prospects they had are now already playing at the NHL level. Yeah, they they just need a better prospect lineup. I mean, if I just to throw in a last you know last ditch effort. I would maybe try to take some of those ex-checker players, now they're in the league, trade them for a couple of good spots, and the Hurricanes will be unstoppable. Alrighty, being only three of us this week, we're going to just do the games of the week that just have the most. So I'm starting Wednesday the 9th. 9.30, the Knights take on the Flames in Calgary. I'm going to go Calgary by two. Over the Knights? Over the Knights. I'm going to no go way. a little ballsy. I'm going to be a little ballsy. You be ballsy. I'm going to stick with the Knights over the Flames. I'm going to be a little bit ballsy. 
Look at Kyle. You know dude. what? I'm feeling. I'm feeling Bobo on this one for once. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like say by much. I might say like a very tight, like an overtime, overtime game. Overtime. By one. Yeah. But yeah, I think I gotta side Bobo and take kick kick. Calgary. The Flames. Good job, Kyle. The Flames were definitely due for a big one. That's why I'm taking the Flames. And they're they've been, they've dare been I say, on fire recently. They've been they they've been hungry. Yeah. They've, they've been, been they've been feeding the flame. They've recently. been cooking with fire. All right, moving on, Kyle. Who we go? <laughs> moving on <laughs> to Thursday's evening in Colorado, taking on Tampa. Ooh. So Tampa Bay taking on Colorado. You know, second seeded or second placed in their division, Tampa versus first place in their division, Colorado. Uh, Tam- Tampa being 30, 10, and 6, Colorado being 32, 8, and 4. So Ooh, that's I'm, definitely going to be a barn burner. I got that, Tampa that by one. That one's very tough yeah. to choose. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it out there Tampa by one. I'm, I'm going to take the home ice advantage on this one and go Colorado. Fuck, what do I have to be the tiebreaker? I got a, a Tampa Bay there. All right. All right, and I got Saturday's game. It's the 16-23-7 Chicago Blackhawks against the 26-13-5 St. Louis Blues. Blues all the way. I got to go Blues. I got to go Blues. I mean, Chicago's hungry for a win, don't get me wrong. But, you know, unless St. Louis just, they have their struggled last games. Maybe against Chicago, they might not play at, you know, how, you know how it's like in sports. You tend to go easier on your shittier opponents. So they might try to say, oh, we're going to go a little easier and not do anything in Colorado. Blows them out of the water 7-2. Colorado's not... Or Chicago, not Colorado. I'm sorry. I misspoke. All right. Uh, ending on that that moment, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Buck Pusters podcasting. I was actually going to throw in one random quick fact here um, that I found earlier this week. Um, that I did know about, but I kind of just when I saw it, I refreshed my memory that I saw this a couple years ago. Bobo might not know this. I want to see if he can guess. I'm, I can almost assure you can know. You you would know this. The only team in NHL history to have a live mascot. Mm. May not be the only, but one of the first ones to have a live mascot. A live mascot. Oh, oh. Panthers? Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah, um, Penguins. Penguins once had a life mascot, yeah. At first I was going to say, like... This is back in what... Did Pete the Ecuadorian Penguin as their mascot? Oh. I, I, as soon as I, I, I whispered Col- uh, the, Colorado, the, the I was exec- like, oh, wait. The exec- executives had a dream to make Pete learn how to skate, but unfortunately he caught pneumonia and the team had to return him to the zoo and he died shortly after. Oh. Poor Penguin. So. Yeah, I first I was going I saw that a couple years ago, and it kind of refreshed my memory when I saw that. So, I, I guess you can see he got the bird flu. Fuck, <laughs> My first thought was going to be, like, Tampa and their polar bear, and I'm like, man, that's going to be a big-ass animal to take through. First off, Tampa didn't have the polar bear. Or who has the... Toronto. Close enough. <laughs> Both blue and white. Anyway, um... Ending off now in fa- second. Yes, ending off in a second, dumbass comment. Hi. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Officially do it for this week's episode of the Bugbusters. <laughs> wait, wait, I got another one. No, you don't. Are you sure you don't <laughs> have shit. any other thing? Tough shit. We're done. <laughs> any other thing you guys need to throw no, in? Anything no, 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 no. Moving on. We're done. Trust me. Talk on. <laughs> We're done. We're going home. Why are you looking at the Turn. mic outside? <laughs> We're done. We're done. We're going home. Enjoy your week, guys. See you All next right, week. Guys. Bye. Have a good one.